Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blue Collar BS with Brad and Steve. I obviously am Brad. And that guy over there, that's Steve. That's Steve over on the other side of the screen over there. What's been going on, Mr. Doyle, with life lately for you? Well, you know, we um, got back from vacation a week ago or so. Um, had some good time. Went charter fishing with my daughter. She caught her first trout. So, you know, some good stuff. Good family times together. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome back to uh, to the work-life balance here. So right. good for you guys to get away. I don't leave for yeah, a couple of weeks and I'll be out of country, which I'm looking very forward to for our, know, right? our our trip to Greece. So what is today's topic, Mr. Stephen Doyle? Today, we're going to look at an article that uh, was composed by Wiley and like it talks the coyote? about the, yeah, the Wiley, coyote that was after the roadrunner yeah. that never got the roadrunner. For yeah, you younger folks, you may not ever understand any of that, but the best cartoon era of was Warner Brothers. All time. Yes. All absolutely. time. Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner. All time. You want to learn about history, kids? Go watch Looney Tunes <laughs> on YouTube if it's out there. Because it will teach you history and not this biased type history. And it will do it in such a way that, it, yeah, it might seem bad, but you know what? You're going to learn something. Absolutely. Especially with the Martian hitting the bombs. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I forgot about Marvin the Martian. That's awesome. That's Marvin awesome. K9. Marvin's my favorite character. In case anybody yeah. wants to know. But nobody That's really awesome. does. Anyhow, what's today's topic from Wiley? So the today's topic is all about four generations at work with our boomers, our Gen X. It fits our show. It does. It, it totally fits our show. But we're going to talk about the unexpected truth. Okay. Unexpected truth. Yeah. All right. Yep. So in, in this particular survey that uh, the Wiley group, and for those that aren't familiar with Wiley, they do the everything disc and the uh, five behaviors uh, type programs. Uh, shameless plug. I am part of their organization and received the email and um, Steve and I both really believe in, in disc and emotional intelligence and behavioral styles and things like that as a real thing. So, this is very interesting to us. You know, so they had what 2000 people respond to the survey. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what did you find as, as you went through the numbers and we see that, see the results of the survey, right? 2000 people, 8% were boomers, 
9% were Gen Z, 36% X, 48% millennial. Why do you think that the respondents on the either end of that didn't happen? Steve? Well, it's probably because they sent an email and nobody picked up the phone when they when they didn't call. <laughs> and for Gen Zs, there was no Snapchat involved. So I think most of them had to figure out what email was. Right. I I would tr- truly believe that it's going to be a very Gen X and millennial dominant categories because it was probably an email that went out and said, hey, take our survey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the boomer didn't care. And the Gen Z's like, well, I, I, well, I'm survey email link. No, that's cybersecurity. Right. Can't can't click that link. Yep. So as we go through this. What do you think resonated with uh, Gen Zs and Millennials the most and Baby Boomers the least? Well, there, there's a lot of things there from that perspective. I would I would go into the uh, potentially into the work-life balance. I would go down to mental health. I would go into a lot of those other areas that have now entered uh, the workforce. Um, we've got you know, all this time off, we've got all these extra holidays, uh, organizations with unlimited PTO. It's like, okay, great. Right. So according to this article, the mental health was of the greatest concerns on impact to Gen Zs and millennials. So 23% of millennials indicated that it's a great deal of impact to their ability to perform work. And 29% of Gen Zs um, said it was a great deal of impact to their ability to perform their work, which is interesting. But let's look on the other side, Gen, or, uh, baby boomers. 77% of baby boomers that did respond said mental health does not impact their ability to perform work at all. Moderately true, mostly false. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Cause we're all humans and now you know, old curmudgeon individuals may not think that their mental approach to being pissed off at their boss or, um, you know, the boomer that's working the floor that has the millennial leader that's all pissed off. You know what? He may not feel that he's slowing down, mm-hmm. but he's slowing down, on per- you know, maybe unintentionally, intentionally. There's definitely a performance there from that perspective. And I mean, when we really look at the different generations, we look at uh, social norms. And what what I mean by that is how we were raised, for those of us that are older Gen Xs slash boomers, a.k.a. Brad, (laughs) how we were brought up. We weren't necessarily brought up to share our emotions and even talk about what we were struggling with. We often, if we were struggling with stuff, we we hit it. And you just literally sucked it up cupcake because there's another, you have to get your work done. We don't have time for this mamby-pamby, humpty-dumpty bullshit that you're so worried about, you know, because your mommy didn't love you and now you can't perform your work because she didn't do your laundry and make you breakfast and you know, give you a pat on the back and rub your tummy to before you went out to work. We don't have time for that shit. <laughs> wow, that was a rant. Wait, what? 
What's that? So that was that was definitely a rant. You know, that seemed like that might have hit a very close <laughs> emotional button for you, Steve. Um, did your mom tell you she loved you today? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is that why we're feeling this energy? Oh, and I'm a wooden spoon survivor, motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, but so so here's I think here's what I think is also about that particular part of the survey that's very interesting. There's the honesty approach of that. Now, do I think some of those numbers might be overinflated? Do I think the Gen Zs truly understand what that means yet? Because they're 26 and younger right now. Right. Maybe not. That might be more inflated because that's just the group think or the uh, the latest and greatest thing that we should be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it, they're more honest with, yeah, it's important to them? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think the boomer that 77% have said, hey, this is, yeah, no, no effing way? Are they being honest with themselves? Absolutely not. Right. Yep. This I thought was a very interesting question as well. To what extent did a hostile work environment impact your ability to perform work? Moderate to a great deal, 24% on the baby boomers and 24% on the Gen Z. So they're equal, both ends of the spectrum, hostile work environment. They're equally believing that there's a environment that's negative towards them on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And what isn't shown or highlighted is it's followed by 22% of millennials believe that as well. So when we look at, when we dive down. So, So I'm the problem, apparently. That you're the problem? Yes. Yes. Because, you know, us Gen Xers are not the problem at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Cake. Wow. So when we break it down, when, when looking at the, the information that we have. Did you just get your nails done, Steve? I did. I did just get my nails done. Yep. Yep. They're all pointed. They're all painted black. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> So we look at the common drivers of a hostile work environment across these different generations, and they've all responded of saying, starting with a lack of communication, destructive conflict, poor work-life balance, and at the end, lack of trust between colleagues. Uh, That lack of trust is huge. It's huge. Mm Mm-hmm. It is uh, the one thing that I've been blessed to be part of inside an organization where there was no trust. And I just told the story to a client the other day when we were doing some some disc work as well. It's like our war room, we probably had at one point 60 people in there, ranging from directors to managers, supervisors, individual contributors. Everybody was in this room for two hours a day, mm-hmm. and it essentially was... Every day, two hours, 60 people in the room, just trying not to blame each other, not, not to take the, it was like hot potato. It's not my potato, yep. right? Uh, yep. That well would be done tomorrow. Okay. What's going next guy? And, mm-hmm. and then we would just do the same thing over and over again. And through a bunch of, through a bunch of exercises, a bunch of training, a bunch of leadership activity, we were able to get that down to like 12 people in a room, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, then it's not, we're running late. It's going to be out in three weeks. Okay, cool. And we trust that it's going to be done in three weeks. Not, yeah, I'll tell you it's tomorrow because that's what you want to hear. 
And then when it doesn't happen tomorrow, well, you know, I, it wasn't my fault. It was purchasing's fault. Right. Because they didn't get it in on time. Well, you knew a week ago it wasn't. What did you do? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so we built up that sense of trust. And when it worked and, and when you go through that and you build that, it is absolutely fucking amazing to be part of. Right. It is it is awesome when you have an environment full of trust. It is unbelievable, honestly. Just the sense of confidence that the organization has. And the, st- and the stuff you're able to accomplish versus the amount of time that you spent just trying to make sure you're not going to be the next one stabbed in the back or stabbed in the throat. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's spent on focusing on what matters. You're, you trust each other to know that, yep, that's the date and you can build a plan and you're not building contingency plan B, C, D, E, F, G. You're not doing a 75 different contingencies because you trust what people are doing and saying and what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is totally awesome. Yeah. So get this question here. So from the, from the survey, which generations do you think that it's have said that it's more important to have a personally fulfilling job than a job that pays well? I would say it would be the two younger version, the younger uh, generations, the millennials and Zs. And I would have thought that too. But what this survey shows is that baby boomers and Gen X at 77% and 76% strongly agree with that, more so than millennials and our Gen Zs. That is mind-boggling. Wow. I just, I'm still just stunned by that statistic there. So let's see what the report says. While the older generations reported the highest numbers, the majority of all respondents said they agree strongly that personal fulfillment at work trumps a big paycheck. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's a bold statement there, Cotton. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, uh, I'm still just spinning that baby boomers and Gen Xers lead the way on that one. Um, yeah, um, that is just mind numbing yeah, I, given that they weren't even, yeah, I don't know what to say on that. Cause that's not necessarily been the experiences I've seen within my, uh, within my work environment. Either. Yeah, absolutely. But let's think about that for a moment though. Mm-hmm. Depending on how the questions were phrased, when we think about, um, quality of work, pride in work look at look at the construction world today mm-hmm. right let's take the time to how square is square how round is how flat is flat let's make sure that things are plumb square take the time to take pride in your work mm-hmm. versus worried about the check now i will say back in the early 2000s right i mean we said Boomers jumping for 25 cents an hour for well jobs, right? They're moving from one place to the next for 25 cents an hour. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, So I I do have a little bit of bias to think that that is not correct. But when we put it into a pride of work thing, especially in the blue collar Mm -hmm. world, I can, I can see that number being correct. Yeah. I mean, um, once we reflect on it, yeah, it, it does make sense. So let's look at the next question here. Work-life balance. How, which generations do you believe thought it was essential to have work-life balance? 
Oh, that's definitely going to be the two younger generations for sure. Mm -hmm. Although I would say that that is slowly um, homogenizing, big word, um, (laughs) across the generations because there's an expectation now that, hey, the Xers and Boomers have understood that maybe it was they didn't maybe the Millennials didn't get it wrong, maybe they just went about it the wrong way mm-hmm. to to infiltrate and make change in the workforce. And, and COVID accelerated a shit ton of that for mm-hmm. sure from this work from home status and all those other things. But maybe they didn't get it so wrong, right? You know, and as we as we look at the current work environment and what COVID has been has done. The, some of the positive aspects of that is it's created the opportunity on a mass scale to be able to have the work from home, work life balance, where now it's almost expected that employers start to look at a hybrid schedule more often than not of right. time in, in, in roles that can require it, yeah. right? I mean, there's times when you can't. In some some uh, professions where you can't be in a hybrid environment, it's either all in or not. Well, so you're in Detroit, yeah. right? I don't know how much you're following the negotiations that are going on. Now, obviously, when this is, is released, by the t- maybe negotiations are over with the uh, United Auto Workers or not. But essentially, they're trying to negotiate 32-hour work weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More so for the mental health and, and the breaks of anything than anything else so that there actually is work-life balance. But it's also right. Cause they can't, you can't run, a, you can't run a production line remotely. You just don't do that. Cause I still have, there's still people involved mm-hmm. in that process. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how that, um, how that negotiation plays yeah, out absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. So, Steve, do you feel understood? You know, Brad, by the other generation, by other generations, not even close. Do you feel understood, Brad? Being a boomer, do you feel understood? I am not. I am not a boomer. Not <laughs> yes, not <laughs> right at the tail. At, right, at, right, crossover. But yeah, do I have those tendencies? In many cases, sure. Do I get others? Yes. Do they all get me? Probably not. But the results of the survey are freaking ridiculous. That I know. Know, over 80% across, 88% for Z, Millennial, and Boomers, and 93% for X say, hey, colleagues of different generations understand me. I am absolutely yeah. shocked by that because when I talk, when I have leaders who have younger individuals or leaders who have older individuals and different generations, they're like, I don't get why this is or that isn't. And and the common sense argument keeps coming up and oh they're dumb as a rock because they just don't get it. Well, yeah. Uh, what uh, yeah, exactly? I'm just like even uh even with the construction client I have and they're hiring a lot more Gen Zs right now and even the millennials that are in the business are struggling to understand what is going on with the Gen Zs like they do not understand them at all. So that that was just a bizarre answer to me. So I don't know what the question was or the category of questions that were there. But at the end of the day, we have four generations in the workforce. It is something that is new to us. It is something that is um, changed because we can, st- even if we go back to, um, you know, the boomers and the greatest generation and the silent generation, yes, they were all there. 
but we didn't have all this diversity and dichotomy of things that are going on from technology and uh, life was simpler, all these other things and distractions and activities. And, and the reason for work was very different then than it is today. And we just have to get through it. And at the end of the day, we need leaders to understand that the generations are different and they are looking for different things. And when you build your business, support that and train and educate and build out career paths and set expectations and put all those things together, you're going to have an amazing, amazing business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's not simple, but yet it's not overly complicated either if you're willing to do the work. Completely agree. So, Mr. Doyle, this was a fantastic topic for today, and uh, I am looking forward to seeing what topic we bring up next uh, in our next uh, Blue Collar BS with Brad and Steve. So have an awesome rest of your day, sir. You as well, sir. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Hurd. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.